Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints Against Islam's Assault on North America. Well, we've got a number of items that we want to cover today that's in the news. First of all, we're going to go to San Diego, California. And here we have the California School Board has voted unanimously to start incorporating more Muslim-themed lessons into their classrooms. Let me say that again. You're not mishearing me. The California School Board voted unanimously to start incorporating more Muslim-themed lessons into the classrooms. Uh, Well, this tells us two things. Number one, it tells us, which is not a surprise to our listeners here at Fortress of Faith, that Muslim-themed lessons are already in our American classrooms. But that's not enough. We want more. Now, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, which is a front group of the Muslim Brotherhood, a terrorist organization, and also uh, an unindicted co-conspirator in the largest terrorism fundraising trial in America. This group is the one who's providing the curriculum for the school district. Folks, we can't make this up. The program will promote Islam through training materials, the school calendar, curriculum, and even, get this, quote-unquote, safe spaces for Muslim students. So if they hear anything, oh, that offends their sensitive ears, the poor little snowflakes can run to their safe spaces. Isn't that interesting? Some parents are very upset with this and are suing the district over the preferential treatment for Muslims. Students of all faiths face daily bullying, but instead of protecting all religious students, the school district has selected Muslim students to receive special protection and resources, said a spokesman of one of the two nonprofit organizations joining the lawsuit. Well, I'm glad that people are standing up. Then we must, we have to push back on this. Or one day we'll wake up and find ourselves in situations like Europeans are finding themselves in today, that they're losing their national culture, identity, and as Islam begins to sweep in. And my next story in the news will kind of uh, reflect on that. And uh, I've got three stories, two or three stories if we have the time to get into that come out from the first day of Ramadan. Ramadan has started uh, this past week. What is Ramadan? Uh, The Prophet Muhammad declared and required as one of the pillars of Islam for his faithful, the adherence of Islam to uh, 30 days out of the year to fast. Now, this was the time of the year. By the way, this was a ritual that was already going on in pre-Islamic Arabia. Uh, Muhammad kind of borrowed a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of Judaism, a little bit of paganism, and other things there. And this was going on in the pagan world, the idolatry world. Again, uh, Muhammad was of the priestly line of 
Kwase, one of the main celebrated pagan priests of that region, about uh, three generations ahead of him, his great-great-great-grandfather, I think it was. And a lot of the uh, pagan rituals that is in Islam comes from this. And there was this month of Ramadan, this month of 30 days of fasting. And this is when Muhammad received most of his quote-unquote revelations that make the Quran. And so now the Muslims celebrate this 30 days of fasting. Now, this does not mean that they don't eat for 30 days. What it means is that when the sun goes down, they eat like Baptists, uh, as I often say. And so during daylight hours, they're not allowed to eat or drink. And that takes me to our next story in the news. We're going to go to Portsmouth, England. A mother of four, her name is Cora, said uh, to the news, and this is in a few different news sources uh, over there in England. She said, just before bedtime, me and my sons, Luke, who's 10, and Alfie, who's 8, were talking about Ramadan as we had uh, seen it on in the news. Luke said to me, he was told that he wasn't allowed to drink in the class by his teacher. The teacher said it would be unfair for him to drink while other students are fasting. And when Luke got home, he was dehydrated. It was one of the hottest days of the year, 82 degrees Fahrenheit, which in England is a hot day, especially when many of these places do not have air conditioning. I remember uh, living, you know, I lived in England for 29 years, and there was about two or three weeks out of the year that you kind of wish you had a fan. Um, and so the son came home, he was dehydrated, and uh, apparently drunk three glasses of water, according to this news report. And so what do we have here? Again, this is cultural jihad, as I uh, am teaching and trying to awaken America to this, that it just, it's a gradual creeping of Sharia. It's, it's, it's one thing, folks, for Muslims to practice their religion and their rituals. I don't, yeah, go ahead, do it. If you want to fast, if you don't want to drink or eat during the day, more power to you, buddy. Uh, we have laws that allow you to have your freedom for your religion. If you want to build your mosque, go ahead and build your mosque. If you want to pray your prayers, pray your prayers. If you want to go on your hajj, on your pilgrimage, go for it. But when you bring in your rules and apply them to non-Muslims, and see, this is the issue. It's the Sharia law of Islam that requires that not only are Muslims to be fasting, but non-Muslims are not allowed to do so either. I've heard, as I've traveled around America and Canada and preaching and teaching on Islam, many uh, soldiers or contractors that lived in the Middle East tell me their stories of how they had to be extremely careful and some got into trouble for even just taking a drink out of a water bottle, being in Saudi Arabia, a non-Muslim. And yet, you see, this is it. This is Sharia requires that not only Muslims obey, but non-Muslims conform to Islam as well, even though they're not practicing that religion. And so um, 
Welcome to the new Western world, folks, because we're allowing Muslims and Islam to come in and this um, current ideology that we mustn't offend, we mustn't say our way is better and their way's wrong, no one's right, everyone's right, uh, and we must comply. All right, quickly on to our another story. Portland, Oregon, on the first day of uh, Ramadan here a few days ago, an agitated man, Jeremy Joseph Christian, sad that he bears the name Christian, got on one of the trains there and was ranting at two Muslim girls who were adorned in their hijabs on the train. Now, this guy is a is 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 a crazed individual. In fact, uh, we now know from his social media posting that he has an affinity for Nazis and political violence. Well, here's what this guy did. He was verbally abusing and attacking these two Muslim girls. And folks, I get concerned. I really do. It bothers me. Even though we oppose Islam, even though we desire for it to be refuted and resisted, we say this often, don't blame Muslims for Islam. The Muslims are, the, are victims as well. Islam is the issue. And so here's this person, you know, certainly not a Christian. In fact, we're going to find that out here here in a moment by what we're going to read in this story. But um, the fact is, is that even though we oppose Islam, we here at Fortress of Faith utterly condemn the actions of this man, of his attack of these Muslim girls. Uh, this is completely wrong. Well, three bystanders intervened and stood up to the bigoted bully. And a fight broke out, and this crazed individual stabbed three of these men, killing two of them. A 53-year-old Ricky Best, a 23-year-old uh, Talisman Amici, I think his name is. And a third victim, a uh, 21-year-old Micah Fletcher, was uh, seriously wounded by a stab wound. Now, the night before... The same guy, Jeremy Joseph Christian, got on the train, and he was visibly agitated. A girl who identifies herself as KK began to videotape him on her cell phone. Uh, she said uh, he was pretty upset, squinting his eyes, venting to his friend on the phone about some girl that had just pepper sprayed him, also saying he was complaining about the city, complaining about Muslims and Christians, and it just got, um, you know, he was just a violent individual. And actually, no, that wasn't the night before. Uh, that was the night of the attack. But there was another incident and so on there. So, you know, this guy was anti-Christian, anti-religion, anti-whatever. Um, by the way, the Bible speaks to us about how we are to address issues, things that we disagree with. In Ephesians 4.15, speak the truth in love, we're told. Second Corinthians 6.3 we're admonished as Christians, giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't uh, speak out and, and uh, condemn and, and speak out uh, against things that are wrong. It's just we don't do it in an offensive manner. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. And so, you know, uh, this has served me well, and I say it often, and uh, live by it, and it will help you. You're seldom persuasive when you're abrasive. And uh, I get bothered by some so-called 
Christian people out there who just mouth off. They're against Muslims, and they ought to, you know, get out of our country, and this, that, and the other. That's not the way to approach it. Okay, our third story uh, in the news takes us to Minya, Egypt. And again, we see the real face of Islam. At least 28 Coptic Christians were killed and dozens more wounded when our men attacked them while they were traveling on a bus to a monastery in Egypt's Minya province. And masked attackers came up in three pickup trucks, opened fire, and fled the scene. Egypt's Christian minority, which makes up 10% of the country's population, has repeatedly been targeted by Muslim armed groups in April. At least 45 were killed and over 100 wounded in two separate suicide bomb attacks in two different cities, city of Tanta and city of Alexandria on Palm Sunday. A bombing of Cairo's largest Coptic cathedral killed at least 25 and wounded 49 just a few months back in December of 2016. And so this, uh, again, opening day of Ramadan, another attack on Christians who are just trying to freely practice their their faith, their worship, but being condemned to the sword of jihad. And what is uh, behind all this? Well, this is exactly what the Prophet Muhammad commanded. Fight them if they believe not. If you don't believe in Islam, then you are the enemy of Islam. And Muhammad declared war on you 1,400 years ago. That's the facts. Wake up, America. Islam is an enemy to our faith, to our freedom, to our system of government. We better stop it and stand up against it. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us today at the Corner of Truth and Courage. Join us again tomorrow.